miracles will happen, but you need to be in that atmosphere and believe and be faithful to receive from God in Jesus' name. So this morning before we pray, the topic is waiting. So think about it as we pray. And people out watching from home, think about the word waiting as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord, we thank you for a wonderful day that you have made. And we are going to be glad and rejoice in it. Thank you because the time of your breakthrough has come. The time that your people has waited to receive from you is now. You know, the time for you to bless us is now. You know, the time for us to receive answers to our prayers is now. We thank you for this opportunity that you have made today a wonderful day for us in the name of Jesus. And we pray, is there anything that will separate us, that we will not connect to thee, Lord, we bind our spirits in the name of Jesus. And we say, Lord, we commit ourselves solely unto thy holy care. We commit all our problems that we can with today unto thy mighty care. We commit our waiting time unto thy mighty care. We commit the things that we have been waiting for you to accomplish because we know that we say today is today because we know today is the day you are going to do it. Ecclesiastes said that it's time for everything. So today is the time that the Lord will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Can the people of God say amen? Amen. Our God is good. So our Bible, our Bible reading this morning is from the book of uh, Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16. So the, the, the topic is waiting. And my question this morning is that, are you waiting for anything? Is anybody waiting for anything? How can your people wait? Are you waiting for anything in your life? Yes. There's a place you think you, you could have been, but you're not there. You're waiting. Are you not waiting? Are you not waiting for a miracle? Are you not waiting for lunchtime? You must be waiting for something. You must be waiting for that football that's going up this morning. You know, we have purpose. We have things that we are waiting for. But today, whatever that we are waiting for, the hour has come. So as we read the book of Matthew, see yourself in various sections of the book of Matthew that we are going to read. Matthew 20, verse 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day. He sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others still standing idle. And said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. So I want, to see your, I want you to see yourself 
in those different hours of need that God is meeting their need. Those laborers, people were hired instantly. You know, people were healed instantly. People's prayer to answers were answered instantly. But people waited. They made themselves available. You know, uh, even at the, at, at, the, at, the, at the different hours, the laborer came and I said, okay, he came the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hours. He hired them. They never gave up. They were still there waiting for God to do what? To answer to their prayers. So I want you to begin to see yourself in each of those laborers as I read through and see what what do they do different? And begin to ask yourself such questions as we go through. So I will continue from where he said to them, and about the 11th hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, why have you been standing idle here all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. He said to them, you also go into the vineyard and, that, and whatever is right you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to the history world, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they received one denarius. Imagine that. But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, the last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us, who have been born the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a generous? Take what is yours and go, uh, go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as you. It's not lawful for, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eyes evil because I am good? So the last will be the first, and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. So I will go again to just keep this in mind because we are going to go through the scenarios and you will see where you fit in. And then you see what the Lord you are meant to be doing at your waiting time to receive from God. So in the book of John 5, verse 1 to 9, I'll read again, John 5, 1 to 9. The healing of the man at the pool of Bethsaida. So after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is a great now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethsaida. Having five pouches, in this lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. They are waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stayed of the water. Then whoever stepped into the pool after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. The man had infirmity for how many years? 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? 
The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And, walk, and that day was a Sabbath. So the Bible says, wait. And you ask yourself, what's the meaning of waiting? I am waiting for the Lord to bless me. People are praying for, it says, it said that the pool of the Bethsaida, people were praying, you know, waiting so that when the angels will come and stir the water, so that they will be healed. People with all manner of diseases, they were waiting. I am not sure what you are waiting for, but today the hour of waiting is over. But you must do something. That's something you must do while you're waiting. You, thought, you, think, you ask yourself, what is waiting? Look at the verses we, re we read there. You ask yourself, what is peculiar about those people? Waiting. You ask yourself, in your waiting time, have you asked God, what is your purpose? What is your vision for me? What is your plan for me? The Bible says that he knew us from our mother's womb. From the time that we are formed, that, that little dot of blood to where we are right now, he knew everything about us. Is it not amazing that each and every one of us have different fingerprints? None of us, even twins, have the same identical fingerprints. Because he has a purpose for us. He has a plan for us. So while you are waiting, in that waiting time, the Bible describes it as trust, having confidence in God. You pray, begin to wait, look, have that picture of what you're waiting for. You're not just waiting, but you have a picture. The man by the pool of Bethsaida was waiting to be healed for 38 years. He never gave, gave up. He persevered. He never gave up. So the Lord wants us to not, not to give up, but to persevere, to be faithful, listen to him. So the points I'm going to read out this morning, and then we'll go through the Bible scriptures with it, and you begin to see yourself in each of them, and begin to pray your miracle will be today in Jesus' name. Amen. So the points to make is to note is that God's word, plan, and purpose for us. Faithfulness. You have to be faithful knowing that he will do it because he has promised in the scripture that he will do it. So we read various Bible versions for that. And you have to purify and set yourself aside to receive from him. Purify and set yourself aside to receive from him. You persevere in prayer. Make yourself visible and never give up. Because remember the man at the pool. Remember the laborers. They were so visible. They never gave up. They were still there. Knowing that, God, this is what I have asked you. I know you will do it. Whatever time it takes you to do it, one thing is that I know your word will come to fulfillment. So you have to have that attitude of, Lord, I am waiting for you. Even all my maids that I came to this world, some of them are married, some of them have kids, some of them have houses, good jobs, good cars. What about me? 
You know, he began to say, I've been praying for miracle with this lady over here and she's healed. What about me? Your own time is now and it's today in Jesus' name. Amen. So you have to believe it. So we will look at, um, so we'll take the first point is God's word, God's plan and purpose for you. So we look at the book of Isaiah 55, 8 to 11. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor your ways, my, my, uh, nor your ways, my ways, said the Lord. For as the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, my thoughts than yours. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth, uh, bring forth and bud, that he may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that what I please, and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. So, when you are waiting, knowing and understanding God's plan is so important. As long as there is day and night, the word of God stands firm. He has said it, as long as he has said it, because he said, my, my thoughts for you are thoughts for good and not for evil, but to bring you to an expected end. You ask yourself, what is that end? Sometimes you write it down so that you not be distracted. You pray over it, it becomes your prayer point day and night. Because the father says that I have promised you. He said, I'll give you a baby. And you say, wow, look at my clock, it's, it's over, it's over. I understand biology, it's over. You know, when will it happen? But God said he will give you a baby. Remember the story of Abraham and Sarah. His word must surely come to fulfillment. It takes, I think it took, it took Sarah about 25 years to get to where he was. But it, when God says he would do, he would do. So he, remember he says, just remember this. He says, as, as long as the rain, the snow comes down, the percolate the soil, you know, the seed grow, they germinate, they feed us, they feed the best of the earth, they feed everyone. So is the word of God. So when God looks at and says, wow, I'm happy, my, my people are living fine, all I created are, li are living fine, that is what God has proposed for us. So I want you to be, even if you're in waiting time, the Lord is your healer. The Lord is your deliverer. The Lord must accomplish that that he has promised you. So remember God's plan and purpose for you as you wait in Jesus' name. Amen. So we look at Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called, called according to his purpose. You believe in God and you believe you are called according to his purpose. You are born according to his purpose. Why can't you believe? You believe that nine today, you know, you will sit, you watch this movie and the other one. You believe that tomorrow will come. Why can't you believe and trust God solely the same way, knowing that his purpose for you are for good and not for evil? 
in Jesus' name. So the other one is faithfulness, which is Hebrew 11, verse 1. But throughout Hebrew, he said a lot of things about faithfulness, you know, which are evidence of things that we haven't even yet seen, but there are things to come. So in the book of that Hebrew, he said, he, taught, he talked about Sarah and Abraham, how they believed God. You know, remember the story of Sarah also and Abraham? They wanted to do it their own way. But God said, I said, I will give you both babies, and you will, your generation will fill the earth. And they wanted to do it with the maid. But God's word surely came to pass. So I'm not sure what you are waiting for. But when you are waiting, remember God's plan in your life, his vision. Remember to be faithfulness. Remember to be faithful and believe and hang on to his words. Because what he says he will do, he will do. So in, in, in uh, the, the next one is uh, purify and set yourself aside, which is First John. First John 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember, he also said in the book of Isaiah, you know, you said, I've been praying. The Bible says, my hands are not too shortened that I cannot save you. He says, what have separated us from iniquity, have separated us from the love of God. So you are praying and praying and you ask yourself, why has, have I not I've been in this waiting time? Am I doing just your checklist? God's plan? Yeah, I believe in that. I'm faithful to his word to the end. I know he will do it. Then you persevere in prayer. And then also you ask yourself, purify and set yourself aside. Is there anything that is separating me from the love of God? Because he says, my hands are not too short in that I cannot heal you, that I cannot uphold you, that I cannot save you. But sin have kind of put a gap between me and you. So this is where you said, David said in Psalm 51, remember he prayed and said, God, wash me so that I can be whiter than what? Snow. He said, wash me, cleanse me, that I can be whiter than snow. He says, a contract, the Bible says, a contrite heart that the Lord does not despise. A broken and a contrite heart, it does not despise. So fall down in prayer and say, God, inside out, I confess of all my sins. Anything that will be a hindrance that in my waiting time, that I will not receive my healing, that I will not be able to understand the purpose you have for me that the Lord will be able to cleanse you. He said he's always there. He's, you know, he's there, he's right, you know, to forgive all our sins and to welcome us back home like the prodigal son. So just confess and believe him and his word will come to pass. So another thing he says again, at the next point is to persevere in prayer. So I'll, I'll be reading Ephesians 6.18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So Ephesians 6.18, pray always. My dear, there is no time for praying. Pray always. 
make it a habit to pray. That is not like a dead. Yeah, you might have a dead get a time to pray the long one, but praying, pray always. Communicate. The, the, you know, the, the spirit is in us all the time. Try and make connection with him. So even as you wait, you will know that you will not miss the opportunity because he's the giver of wisdom. He's the giver of direction. So he will be able to direct you and open your eyes so that you understand his purpose within that your waiting time. And so that you can trust him more because if you're fed up with the word of God, you'll be able to challenge the devil when he comes to say, take this way. Your God is not going to answer you. You know, this is beyond, you know, God's uh, help. You'll be able to challenge back and say, no, my Bible says this. He said, by his stripes I'm healed. Even when you cannot see it, I am healed. You begin to stand and say, yes. The Bible says, whatever the gate that is locked, that I cannot break through, that I can't get that job that I'm looking for, that I cannot get that opportunity, that I've made several applications, I cannot go through. Or I cannot get, you know, the means that I'm looking for. The Bible says in Psalm 24, it says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and let the King of glory come in. And who is that King of glory? The Lord of hosts. So remember that you need to make him the King of glory in your life. You have to persevere in prayer. You have to fill yourself with the word of God as you pray. And then you kind of sing God's word back to him and said, yes. This is what the Bible says, because the Bible is yes and amen. Nobody can dispute the word of God. Nobody can dispute the miracle that God did. He did the impossible. He made the impossible. He did everything, showing us that he can do all things. He raised Lazarus from death. He healed a lot of people. So that when you see that things are impossible, in the case of Lazarus, he can do it. Keep praying. Keep believing. He will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the next point is make yourself visible and never give up. So I'll read Ephesians 5, 13 to 14. Okay, I'll just read 13. But all things that I suppose are made manifest by light. All things that I suppose are made manifest by light. For whatever makes manifest is light. So for this, therefore he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and give Christ, and Christ will give you light. So let's go back to the story that we read about the laborers and about the man by the pool of Bethsaida. One thing about them is that they were visible. They were waiting. You know, sometimes you said, I want a job. I want a job. I want this. But you haven't asked yourself, how can I be visible to receive? You have to put yourself out there. You read out the CV, the type of jobs you want to say, this is the type of job I want. Have you asked yourself, how could you get from this to this? I want to drive a car. I want this Ferrari. He doesn't know how to drive. She doesn't know how to drive. You have to do something, my people, to make yourself visible. So that when the Ferrari drives, I say, come on, come and drive this. I say, praise God, and you can enter. Not you enter that, you can't even drive. So you have to make yourself visible. There's the places in the Bible, they made, like Zacchaeus, he made himself visible. What did he do? There was loads of crowds. Zacchaeus could have said, oh, I'm a very short man. <laughs> I can make it, so I'll sit at home because there's no way I can see Christ. He made himself visible. He climbed the sycamore tree. He made himself visible. 
to see Christ. And Christ met him and his waiting was over. He said, come down. Today I will go to your house and I will eat with you. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. The woman could have stayed at home and said, oh, I'm so frail, I'm so weak. You know, there's no point going with this big crowd following God, you know, Jesus. There's no way I'll receive my healing. Let me start home. No, she made herself what? Visible. She was in the midst of it. And she was faithful. She, she, knows, she knew, she trusted the word of God and said, only if I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So even within that crowd, she persevered. She persevered, she pushed through. As we push through in prayers to receive our miracles, she pushed through until she touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And instantly Jesus was like, something, somebody touched me. Among all the crowds that were touching him, he said, somebody touched me because that was the touch of faith. That was the touch of healing. Something left Jesus instantly. So you have to be visible. You have to be in the moment to receive from Christ. Amen? I'm not sure at which stage you are in your, in your journey or in your waiting time or if you have waited at all. But I believe as many of us have waited for a lot of things. You have waited to receive good news. You have waited for your kids to measure up to their fellow ones. You have waited for God to restore your family. You have waited for God to drag you out from the mighty clay. You have prayed that God will deliver you from addiction. You have prayed that God will restore your kidney, restore your liver, restore your whole being. And you have prayed for a lot of things for breakthrough, for prosperity. Who doesn't like prosperity? You have prayed for a lot of things. You are waiting. But one thing I would say, don't do it your own way. But remember the points that we have read this morning. Remember God's plan and purpose for you. Persevere in prayer. Be faithful to his word. It will come to pass. Whatever he says, he will, you challenge him. Whatever he says he will do, he will do. If you have not have something objective that you want to ask him in your heart, or you have you know, written down about yourself you want to achieve, I would encourage you today. Go home, write, and wait upon the Lord and pray over it. You'll be so surprised how each and every one of them will come to pass. Remember, our God's timing is different from ours. But one thing he says is that as long as the rain and the snow comes down, they cannot go back without fulfilling that that he has sent them to do. So that they can let the soil, the, you know, the seeds grow and feed us. So we give thanks to God for that. So just remember that. So in your waiting time, just remember that. And that we, we have in the Bible, we have that David waited 15 years to become a king. This is to tell you that whatever he says he would do, Sarah waited 25 years, Sarah and Abraham. Imagine God promising you from the one that you be the father and the mother of the whole generation, that your descendant will fill the earth. The time has gone. Nothing happened. You might turn out to be like Job's wife said, Job's wife that encouraged Job and said, curse God and die. 
some of us will be in that moment in our journey of waiting. But one thing I want you to know is that keep waiting because the Lord will answer you at the point of your need. The Lord will heal you. The Lord will restore you. You will measure up to your mates that have gone before you. Remember the laborer, the people that were hired initially, people hired at the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, the eleventh hour. They were all given what? The same pay. So when the Lord, your time comes for the Lord to bless you, he'll bless you abundantly. Beyond your own imagination, beyond human understanding, things will begin to fall in place because that time is your time. But you have to be steadfast. You have to make yourself visible. You have to detoxify yourself of anything that will separate you from the love of God. You have to hold on to him. Our God is a faithful God. You have to hold on to his word. Keep on praying and confessing and believing and his word will come to pass. Rebecca waited for 20 years also and Moses waited for 40 years. So he was told when he was 40, oh, you're going to lead my people out of Israel, uh, out of the land of Egypt. But it never happened until he was in his 80s. But this morning I bring you good news. Your waiting time is over in Jesus' name. If you believe in, can I hear a bigger amen? amen? The Lord will make all things to work together for good for you in the name of Jesus. Our God will do it. Our God will anoint your hair with oil and your cup will overflow. He will bring you to that expected end. The rejected stone, the Lord will make you to be the chief cornerstone. Have you challenged him? That's my question. You're waiting to have you challenged him or someone who asked you, you said, I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting for God to tell me. No, 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 no. God has a purpose for you from the one. He has a purpose for you. If you have not known, that is where you have to fall and say, God, open my eyes to see. Shine that light in that purpose so that you will be able to see the purpose. Because the first day he created, from the, forming you from your mother's womb, he has a plan for you to bring you to an expected end. Each time I remember this, I said, God, thank you. We'll pray and hold on to this, knowing that he will bring us to an expected end. I'm not sure what you're asking from God, but whatever you're asking from God, just know that he will do it. Said in Psalm 27, verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. That's what David said in Psalm 27. He would have lost heart unless he believed that he's waiting. In his waiting time, he is faithful. He is believing God that he would do all things that he said he would do. And he said we should ask it to be given unto us, that we should seek, and the door will be opened to us in Jesus' name. Amen? 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 Amen. If you're, I want you to get up and understand that our God is a merciful God in your waiting that he, he can do all things. He will bless you beyond measure. It doesn't matter if those that have started the race be, before you. When your time comes, he will bless you. He will bless your children. He will bless your inheritance. He will make you to live and you will not die to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen? amen. So I want to take a moment for us to pray. And as we pray, 
we table our waiting, our waiting objectives unto God and our expectations, you know, what the outcome that we want him to do for us. He can do all things, but you have to be faithful to him. You have to understand his plan. You have to detoxify yourself of anything that will separate you from the love of God. And you have, and you have to persevere in prayer. You have to make yourself visible. You can't say, oh, I want to go to, I want to, go to London. I want to go to, I want to, I want to, I want to, but you're still in Italy. You have to take a shower if you want, get yourself ready, take yourself to the train station if you're going to go by rail, get into, buy the ticket, get into the train. And then when you get to London, maybe that's where God is going to meet you at the point of your need. But you have your own part to play. Don't just say I'm waiting because it can turn into laziness if you have no purpose. So if you haven't made any plan, I would say go home today, write it down, pray over it, and it will come to pass in Jesus' name. I used to do it, a lot of it when I was in my primary school days, secondary school days, even university days. Each course we are doing, I write it and write my expected uh, credit, what I want to get from it. And it will come to pass because you have something you have challenged God with, and something you are working towards with as you are reading, God is blessing your understanding. So that, and even sometimes, you know, being a, when I, I remember when I was in medical school, I, I said to my colleagues, I don't read all the books. They thought I do. I said, I don't read all the books. I just pray God direct my paths. Where, where should I focus and read? And lo and behold, that's the path that is going to come. You can read all the chapters, and that last chapter you couldn't read. That would be where the teacher, is, the lecturer is going to set the questions. But if you're in the moment and give, trust God. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. It will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. I give you God glory. So let us pray, people of God. Amen. 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 I worship you, Lord. I glorify your name, Jesus. I glorify your name, Papa. I lift you up above the name above every other name. You are the king of kings and the lord of lords. You are the ancient of days. You are the I am that I am. You are the one that speaks and it comes to pass. You are Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shikenu. Jehovah Nisi. Lord, thank you for your word that we have heard this morning. Thank you for the word that you have spoken to us this morning. Even as we wait upon you, we know that today is the day that you are going to meet us at the point of our needs. Today is the day that you are going to restore us. Today is the day our healing is complete. Today is the day you are going to restore our family structure. Today is the day you are going to hearken unto the voice of our supplication. That our midnight cries today is the day that you are going to hear and answer it and bring solution to it. The Bible, the Lord is saying to me now, He says, Cry no more, cry no more because I've heard you. The time is now, the hour is now. 
I will restore all that the locusts and the canker worm have eaten over the years. I will restore it abundantly, just the way I restored Job. That's the way I restored the laborers in the field. Just the way I healed the man that had been waiting by the pool of Bethsaida. I'm your helper. I'm your helper. I am bringing healing. I am bringing healing right now. That's what the God is saying. So wherever you felt you, you need healing, just hold on to that place and begin to believe God for that healing right now in Jesus' name. God is bringing healing. God is bringing healing to someone. Just receive it. Just receive it. Your waiting time is over. Your waiting time is over. The Lord is saying to someone that have persevered over a long time, says, your hour of miracle is here. The hour of miracle is here. I don't know who you are, but the Lord is saying that the hour of miracle is here in Jesus' name. Just begin to pray. Pray. The Lord of hosts is here. The Lord is saying, when I wanted to come and preach, and I asked him about a lot of questions, he says, as many that have believed will receive. So begin to receive your own miracle. Area of deficiencies that you have been waiting for. You can lay hands upon your head. You can lay hands wherever you want to lay hands. But God is restoring someone right now in Jesus' name. God is restoring someone right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for this miracle. Our waiting is over. You have blessed us more abundantly than we could even imagine. Thank you for that, sister. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you for that family restoration. Thank you for that breakthrough. Thank you because you are in that decision they're about to make. You have made it well. You have made them, directed them to the right path after they have waited and discussed and discussed. But the answer is here. The Lord is shining light to the expected end that he has planned for you. So shall it be. As I receive right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.